What's up, guys? Welcome into episode 10 of the Checkerboard Check-In. Uh, got almost the whole crew here tonight. Got Murphy, Sawyer, Keenan, as usual. What's going on, boys? Another day in paradise, brother. Oh, yeah. Living the <laughs> dream, man. Living the dream. Well, maybe a shorter show tonight. Kind of a quiet week on Rocky Top. That's, as I say this, kind of a quiet week on Rocky Top, but it's only 7 p.m., 8 p.m., depending on where you're where you're at on a Thursday night. So, as we know, uh, that can change within the hour. So, leading up to the show, I'll say pretty pretty slow week. Pretty, um, won't say depressing week, I don't think. I mean, it, I don't know. We'll get we'll get into that, but we we got that on the football end. Baseball got a big s- series coming up this weekend with Georgia State. Um, then basketball game with Florida. Uh, we can start right there, I guess, with basketball. They not not a lot happened this week. Not not any game, anything like that. But the biggest result from last night, um, Missouri taking the loss, which means. And I think I'm right. I've seen it enough places now. We beat Florida on Sunday. We get the double bye in the tourney. Is that right? Uh, Missouri beat Florida last night. They beat Florida. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, you're already in the tourney. Winning the SEC tourney isn't isn't going to do anything for that. In the NCAA tourney, I should say. So, it, it'd be nice to win. When I mean, when's the last time have we ever? When 79. Okay. Been a, been a while now, but you're already in the tourney. I, it's one of those things for me. If we win it, cool. But I mean, is if you win the SEC tourney and get put out in the first round of the NCAA tourney, what? It's kind of to me. I get y'all's opinion on it. To, to me, it's just kind of cool. Now, have fun at home. Well, I just think it's you know which which team is going to show up Sunday. Uh, it's 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 you know it's getting up to you know we don't have many chances left with this season, and you know you, you got to take advantage of every one of them. Uh, and hold on one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. No. Uh, uh, well, you know. And you, you're still going to need to get production from your seniors if you're going to have a chance at all. Like it's, it's, it's going to, you know, you can, you can rely on the freshmen and rely on their talent as much as, you know, as talented as they are, but you're still going to need something from Forkerson and Bonds in order to make a run in this tournament and the NCAA tournament. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see the ability to flip the switch this time of year. And, you know, Barnes doesn't have the best track record, you know, come March. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if they can flip the switch because that's what they're going to have to do. And, um, you know, we're going to need we're going to need VJ Bailey to hit his threes. We're going to need, you know, Vescovi to hit his threes. And uh, we're, we're going to have to shoot well if, if we want to make some type of run in this tournament and the next. So that's that's where my thoughts are. Is Sunday senior day? Yes. So, well, with that being the case, I almost wonder if Barnes will try to – I'm not going to say force it, you know, force the ball to focus in Pines, but I wonder if he might try to see – you know, try to get them to produce a little more, you know, because it's possible their last game in uh, TBA with focus, and I think he's I – mean, he's already said he's going pro, we're coming back, and I mean, love the guy, but he's not going pro. Uh, Pines, maybe – his athleticism, he could, but um, I mean, I agree with what Keenan said. You've got to start shooting the ball well this time of year, because I mean, you get hot at the right times. You get hot right now and let it carry over. I mean, we saw it with Auburn in what 2018, 2017. I mean, they got hot there at the end of the year. It carried over into the tournament, and they made what? Did they make the Final Four or Elite Eight, something like that? They made the Natty, didn't they? What did them and Virginia UVA? Yeah. Okay. They played like – I mean, they were just playing out of their minds. And if the Okiki guy, if he wouldn't have got hurt, they probably would have won the thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, Guard I mean, play I, rules March. You actually absolutely have to have good guard play come March. 
And I, you know, I'd be it'd be hard pressed to find a team that's won it all that didn't have good guard play this, you know, come this time of year. And you don't want like the freshmen to feel like, oh, it's all on their shoulders because I mean they are our two primary guards right now. I think it's safe to say that, but uh, I mean you, you definitely have to get production from other spots. We've needed it all year, and you really need it this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I, that that was one of the things I know uh, Barnes came out and said this week that uh, Anasiki would be back next year. Um, yeah. Which I I kind of figured that all along anyway. I mean, has when's the last time he's gotten significant minutes in a game, really? I mean, he's – I feel like Kamwa's really took more of his spot this year. Not not his spot, but the role that he was expected to play as, as really – and I, I think Kamwa's – I think he's been a bright spot on the team this year. I mean, he's still raw. I think we talked about it a few episodes ago, but he – as the C – I mean, last year, I, I think I said that before. I think I'm just saying the same thing. But, I mean, it he's one of the – he's one of my favorite players to watch this year just because last year when he was on the floor, it was like painful. I mean, it was – it was ugly to watch. Watch him try to handle the ball. It, d- defensively, he's never been that bad, really. But he he's taken a lot of what I think Anasiki was supposed to do this year. So it's going to be good to have him back. I mean, it's, it's another guy with experience. You just wonder what his role is going to be. I'm glad you brought up um, the Fulkerson and Pond's point, too, because that's what I wanted to ask you all was um, – in your mind, is Pons back next year? To me, he's not. I think he's gone. I think so too. That- yeah, it's 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 kind of cruel if if the way I think about it that Kennedy Chandler isn't going to be here till next year because that's exactly what this team needs um, is a true point guard. Vescovi, you know, he's got the shot. He's got the passing ability and the savviness. He just doesn't have the athleticism. And then VJ Bailey, you know, has the athleticism, the shooting, just, you know, he's not a point guard. So it's, it's, it's tough right now. And, and this team could really use someone like Kennedy Chandler, but you know, that's, that's not reality right now. So, you know, you get, you gotta, you gotta go forward with what you have. And, you know, maybe that means, you know, three or four different people might be the people taking the ball at the court as a point guard and uh you know you that's you know as as long as you can get scoring and shoot the ball well i think that can mask a lot of our problems but it's it's a shame it's a shame that you know maybe the best point guard in school history isn't getting here till next year i'm sorry still muted yeah it's um to me i mean it's to me, it's going to come down to is Josiah Jordan James, is he healthy when this starts? I mean, to me, if he's still nur- – that kind of goes back to my original point. If any guys are still nursing any injuries, anything like that, I'm almost – I mean, the, the SEC tournament is just – I think you look at it two ways. You go all out knowing you're not going to make a run in the, in the big dance and you just try to win the SEC tournament and have that as – it's kind of a, a flag you're carrying for next year or kind of rest guys in this Florida game in the tournament to get ready for a deep run. But I, I don't think anything we've seen from this team within the last two months now it inspires us that there's going to be any kind of deep run like that. I mean, just being honest. So I'm conflicted. I don't know which way they're going to choose to handle minutes like that with guys that are already hurt, but It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I any game with Florida, I, I don't want to get beat by Florida. Re, regard any circumstances, anything like that. I don't, I don't care what sport it is. You don't you don't want Maybe to lose. Water polo. Yeah, I, <laughs> underwater basket weaving, what a, a spelling bee. If they had collegiate spelling bees. You want to kick the crap out of Florida. I mean, it, this is what you it's just what you want to do. But I don't know. I mean it. I think it's like what Keenan said. It's what team shows up. I mean, we've seen it enough now. It's like we always say you wait and see with the football team. We're in wait and see. I mean, it, maybe we said it enough now that it's slowly infected the basketball. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's rat poison that we're putting out that's 
gotten into the basketball players' heads. I'm sure they're listening before every game. Yeah, <laughs> that's instead of uh, instead of hype music before the games, they've got us in their ears just using it as motivation then. Yeah, and, you know, the way I choose to look at it is, you know, the last couple of years uh, we've had great regular seasons, you know, last three years or so and, and, and had, you know, very inconsistent play in the postseason. So maybe this is the year of inconsistent regular season play and consistent postseason play, you know, you know, Barnes doesn't have the best postseason track record, but, you know, the talent's there and we've seen this team play at a top five in the country level. You know, we know they have it in them. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's another thing to put it together, but we at least know that they can. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be who shows up. And where, where did that team go? Like what, the team that beat the team that beat Kansas, the team yeah. that went nine and zero in non-conference play. What happened? Uh, I think that's what we're just like dancing around. Like what? At one point, why? Why? What point did it all go wrong? Like what? What switch flipped where it's just? Because I mean, even early on, like in stretches in the Kansas game, when when we were when the offense was kind of stagnant, at least the defense was solid. Then now now it's like. You Everything. can't have either one without without the other. Like, yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I think that'll be the most frustrating part of this season. Which I'm not. I don't think I'm ever really let down when Tennessee in any sport has a bad year because that's the norm. So I'm not I'm not ever let down by it. But that's just one of the lingering questions I'm going to have. Is just not there hasn't been any major injuries. You'll see that sometimes with a a team and that's understandable. I mean, you, you lose somebody like that for injury suspension, they transfer, whatever it is. There hasn't been any of that with this team. I mean, it, I think. No. And, you know, biggest just injury. from, you know, playing, you know, organized basketball myself, you know, I don't want to speculate, but, you know, there could be somewhat of a divide on the team when you talk about how, you know, they're constantly trying to get the up, upperclassmen to play up to their level. Meanwhile, the freshmen have been carrying us for quite some time at this point. And, you know, I'm not saying that they see themselves, you know, moving on from this team and, you know, taking their one year and leaving. But, you know, it, it's – if if I was Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, you know, I, I would, you know, I would want a little more appreciation and credit, you know, for what I've been able to do for this team. And, uh, you know, regardless of if Fulkerson, you know, ever shows up and gets his head out of his butt, then, you know, I've been here this whole year. I've been the one, you know, carrying this team. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's a divide on the team, but I could very easily see where that that, that could be the case. Maybe. I mean, I, it's unexplainable to me so far. So I'm too far outside the box, really. I, I don't know, just beat Florida this week. You get a double bye, cool. But exactly. It's you know, it's it's a brand new season. You know, you get a week off, heal your wounds, uh, get, you know, get JJJ healthy and you know, play play your best game against Florida and then everything's back on the table that you wanted. So uh it, you know, it, it's it's a it was a blessing that Missouri won last night, and you know I, I think they should run with it. You know, this is a this is a brand new opportunity for them. Anybody watch this? Isn't Tennessee related? But did anybody watch the Baylor West Virginia game the other night? I did. I, did y'all watch the Baylor Kansas game? I didn't see that one. No, but Kansas got them. That was they did us a big favor. Um, that that probably kept us afloat as far as our resume while we've been so inconsistent lately. Honestly, is that win? But yeah, no, I saw the I saw the West Virginia Baylor game. That was that was a classic game, a very classic game. That stuck out to me just because at the beginning of this year, it was that that was what you heard from everybody on ESPN was when they were doing their their tier rankings. It was Gonzaga and Baylor were one, but right behind was Tennessee, and they. After after a big win, it would be, you know, they're right there. They could move into that top group now. I mean, my goodness, we play that Baylor team 
we play like we've been playing against that team that beat West Virginia on the road. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's that's turned the TV off halfway through the, through the first half. There, I mean, it, they just they just play they play tougher than we do. It's just bottom line. That was uh, something I did want to bring up, though. We we've talked about Barnes's recruiting and just the inability to get a big guy like like. We said we've, we've got a guy coming in that could be one of the best point guards that we've ever seen here next year, but not getting a big guy at any time in the tenure. But they've got the big guy out of Knoxville Catholic right now that he's gotten um, several crystal balls over the last few days. Our, our best friend, the crystal ball, that always treats us very well with everything, <laughs> as we know. So – what uh? What's his name? Tomba is his last name out of Knoxville Catholic. He's seven out foot, of Catholic, yeah. Seven foot, two hundred fifteen pounds. Is there any way like, what's Knoxville Catholic's record? If they're not in a, in the hunt for something, let's pull him and just put him on the team this year and just. They need to feed that kid. My goodness, yeah, seven one, two fifteen. He don't need. He don't need to know anything. Just put him below the basket and tell him. Anybody comes in. Don't don't let them come in. That that's. That would help so much. So they've got BJ Edwards too. No, he's a four-star guard in the class of twenty-two. That's why I think we're, we probably wouldn't be able to pull him off the team for many reasons, but mainly I think they're in the middle of a tournament run right now. I think I think they're waiting on like a sub-state game, something like that. I could be wrong, but I think their season's still going, from what I'm saying. But who knows? Maybe you get him. Maybe you pair him with Kennedy Chandler, and you've got you've got something cooking yeah. for next year. Does does this Knoxville Catholic seven footer project as you know more of a useful player than Plavsich? Because you know, I think Alfred is more of a useful player right now. <laughs> 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 I mean, I love Euros. You know, he's the ultimate bench guy, but I don't think useful. I remember at one point I, I know he, what we, you're saying, but <laughs> yeah, at, at one point I think the 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 campaign for him to get eligibility was as big as Aubrey Solomon was for football. And he absolutely turned into nothing, like absolutely nothing. I'd say it was bigger maybe. Yeah. Like that was more of a movement than Solomon was. Right. We talked about but that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's yeah. it, you know, you got to get, you got to get useful players at that position. And, you know, I think Barnes is absolutely, you know, going for a positionless, you know, six five to six nine player across the board. You know, and I, I think you know, you get if if you have if you can you know pull a, a Kennedy Chandler or someone like that, then you do it. But I think he's looking. I think he's looking for someone. You know, a, a, a starting five of six five to six nine players that you know don't necessarily have a position and they can be interchangeable. And that play good defense. I think that would be a Barnes perfect team right there. I hate to hate on my boy Euros, but I feel like it was an uncalled for shot. But if it's true, is it really an uncalled for? I mean, it's I mean, great bench guy, man. Maybe maybe the best bench. Maybe one of the best hype men ever. <laughs> yeah, he'll go down. We can put his his jersey in the rafters for that, but. <clears throat> He shouldn't have been at Monmouth or Monmouth, whatever, back when they had the real crazy bench guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he, if he had any any kind of dog in him, he he seems like a teddy bear. If he had any kind of dog in him, man, my goodness, he he'd be a force down there. But I don't know. That was just just my thought there. I don't know. I, I saw the crystal balls. I know we've got a couple in for the last few days. The guy's a three star. I think he's like rated around an 87, something like that. So he's not a huge recruit, uh, not in the rankings at least. He is a huge guy. But we – hopefully you can pull him. I mean, it, it's something we definitely need. It won't be till next year. But I'll ask y'all who's winning the SE – we won't go national tourney yet just because we haven't even got to the conference tourneys. But who's winning the conference tourney? Um, I think Arkansas is a strong contender right now just if you're going off – you know who's playing the best. Um, you know if if you if you go off ceiling, then you know we got to be in the discussion. 
but you know we got we got to show something. Absolutely, got to show something Sunday against Florida, and then you know win at least two games in the tournament, and you're looking at a top five seed, I think. But uh, as far as the SEC tournament, I, I would go uh, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, and then there's probably about three or four teams that are grouped under them uh, that I, I would say could win it. Yeah, I probably would have went Arkansas. I I don't I don't think you can forget about Bama, obviously, just because they just wrapped up the regular season title. But Arkansas is there's they're hitting their stride at the right time. I, I could I could very well see them being the SEC team that makes it the deepest. I wouldn't I wouldn't quit on Auburn though. The, they've been without Sharif Cooper. Cooper, yeah. He I, I don't. I don't think they make as deep of a run just because he is so ball dominant. Where if he if he has a bad game, it's going to be hard to come back from. But then again, they beat us without him. So uh, who knows? Sawyer, who's your pick? I'd say Alabama. Moment, I think. You got Bama. Murph, I'll get Murphy Schefter. Who's Murphy got? <laughs> I'll go Alabama because I think if they start shooting like they're capable, it's hard to beat that team. We saw that firsthand. Uh, really, any team, if any team can get shooting good from from three, they'll they'll be tough to beat. But I, I'd go Alabama. I, I, Arkansas is a, is a really good team, and I think they have a shot. But Alabama, their shooting's too good. So I hate to say Alabama will win something, but yeah, they. Yeah. Dang it, Murphy! They ain't won anything in forever. Why would you? Wish I know, them? right? Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time they won anything? No. Or got a big recruit, anything like that. that <laughs> glad you heard that. <laughs> well, we'll that'll be my segue into um, pretty slow recruiting week for us, I, I guess is the best way to describe it without getting too depressed. Um, obviously, we missed on our lock of uh, Ty, San, or Ty Simpson, or I did at least. I missed on my lock of – he would end up in orange. I, I said till the end, until I saw the Ryan Callahan um, crystal ball, I wouldn't believe it. That I think it was that morning, late the night before I saw it pop up, and I was like, mm, "That okay, That I get it now. So like like Murphy had said, it kind of braced me a little bit. You, you, you kind of saw the movement within the last 24 hours, I'd say, 18 to 24 hours, you, you saw kind of where the – the tides were shifting, I guess, to, to to put it mildly. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, Ty Simpson goes to Bama, obviously. I didn't really – I mean, I, I'm not going to hate on a kid going to a school ever because they, they've worked hard for it, everything like that. That's what we's always, we always talked about. But the roll tide at the end did kind of kill me a little bit. That – I was I was fine when he put the hat on, you know. Said he was going to Bama to play for Saban because who hasn't? But they the the roll tied at the end of Stong. That at that point I just kind of had to turn it off and just go outside for a second because just chill out a little bit because that that's that's what got me. It was it it was nowhere close to the Quay Walker situation from a couple years ago or where he threw the hat. Yeah, I say a couple years ago. It's probably been. He may have graduated the same year I did now, but 2017 maybe. But, yeah, it wasn't to throw on the hat level, but anytime somebody puts on a Bama hat that you very badly wanted on your team. So, he's gone. And then the focus kind of quickly shifts to four-star Sam Horn out of Georgia. Um, That lasted for about 24 hours. Then I, I leave my lunch break at work get out to my car and sit down and uh, fire up the old Twitter machine and see that he's going to play for Mr. Drinkwitz at Missouri. So I don't quite understand that one. I, I, I understand and we'll get into that. I mean, Simpson, there's not much to talk about there really. I mean, he, big whoop. He, he goes to the national, the reigning national champs. He, he'll probably win one there too. Who knows? I wish the kid success except when we play him. So who, who knows, but the, the Sam Horn, I'll give my thought. It was – I'm not surprised he committed somewhere else like that that quickly just because it's 
if you saw anything on Twitter, the focus kind of quickly shifted right after Ty Simpson to, okay, well, we'll just get Sam Horn. Me, I kind of wonder if, if a kid like that sees that, not that he's necessarily the second fiddle, but kind of he was the second choice there, I guess I'll say, at least among the fans. Now, Josh Heupel may have had different thoughts there, and that may have changed depending on how late the recruitment went, but the commitment didn't surprise me. Where he committed to surprised me because I, I feel like – I'll just come out and say it. I feel like he's too good for Missouri. I mean, a, a four-star quarterback out of the high classes of Georgia high school football going to Missouri, that was a that was a shock to me. I, I don't know. And Missouri's baseball program isn't really that strong either from – I mean, they're nothing spectacular. I know we're better than them. So, you you had it's, Sam Horn. Uh, I'll get yeah, you all opinion on the commitment there. I just see it. You know, it just it proves to me that you know recruiting is it's a relationship game. It's you know it's building those relationships, keeping those relationships, and when when you have turnover like we've had, you know it's it's gonna it's gonna damage some of those ties that you had before. You know, no pun intended. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's nothing that, you know, a good start to next season can't fix, you know, and I, I, I choose to look at it as, you know, if, if we didn't have as much, you know, competition in our quarterback room right now as we do, then, you know, maybe, you know, one of these guys does take, you know, a chance at being the guy, but, you know, I, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of positions I worry about on our team more than quarterback, and uh, you know it's 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 just something that you're gonna have to build a relationship with this staff with you know you know I hate that we're you know we might miss out on one of the better years in state, but you know you got to build those relationships and it's 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 you know it's a basic of recruiting so. But, you know, with, with a good – like I said, with a good start to the season and, you know, a reputation that this coaching staff has, then I, I think, you know, they can they can definitely make some inroads, you know, in the state, and they seem to be making it a priority in state. So, um, you know, I, I, I like very much the way the staff is, is, you know, handled it so far. Murphy, your thoughts on Sam Horn? Uh, I feel like it was a loyalty commitment thing, kind of like what you said. Um, from what I read, he was with a team that had been on him pretty consistent for the last five or six months, and he wanted to commit somewhere. Like like you said, wasn't shocked that he decided to commit. Um, it was funny. It was almost maybe an hour or two after Ty Simpson makes his announcement. You have the article. Uh, I think it was from 247. Um, talking about how, you know, with a Sam Horn interview or something like that, saying, you know, Tennessee's making me a priority, wants me to be there. And it was like a flip of the switch. You know, we went from Ty Simpson to, to Sam Horn and that fast. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he definitely felt a little bit uh, more prior, you know, prioritized elsewhere. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't think Sam Horn ends up at Missouri when it's all said and done. Um if you want to talk about which one of the two you feel like you have a better chance of working your way back in, I'll definitely say Sam Horn because yeah. you don't see guys decommit from a lot, especially not five-star quarterbacks. Um, personally, I think it's going to be really hard for this staff offensively, defensively to do any sort of significant – gain any sort of significant momentum in recruiting until you get out on the field against another team that's not orange and white and you have positive results. That's yeah. what these kids want to see. And these, you know, you, you can put out the social media videos and the interviews and stuff, and that's all great. I love that stuff. It gets me through the day sometimes, but until these kids see this offense put 40 points up on a, a defense and this defense come out and win, win ball games, you're, you're not going to get, get the kind of kids that they're going after at least, opinion now they could pop off you know a few commitments here in the next couple of weeks and make me look stupid but that's just how I feel about the recruiting thing as a whole you, you gotta you gotta win football so yeah I, I don't think that it's 
I think you had a good point there. I, I wouldn't count on any big commitment until the season starts or the, the lead up right there until the season. Maybe maybe you capitalize on some maybe some early preseason hype, which you won't see any of that in the in the polls and the rankings, anything like that. But just some some kind of build up. Maybe you get an in state kid, something like that, that that gets wrapped up like we do, and you know it's they start the countdown. It's 15 days till football time in Tennessee, something like that. You, you might get somebody, a local kid, something like that. But yeah, that I think you had a really good point there that through Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt through the last uh, 12 years, it, it shocked me that Pruitt got off to the the start he did recruiting where it, and and kind of – I mean, Pruitt never recruited bad here. So, it, it surprised me because I, I kind of figured when he got hired, which the investigation plays a lot. I, I think we haven't mentioned that, but that's that's got to be playing a part in it too. That's something that now that I'll go on my one tangent per episode here that I was just thinking about this earlier today. Now that Jeremy Pruitt's gone, and that was clearly your whole point of bringing up this investigation because it, it started internally from what we've what we've been told, what we've been led on to believe. It wasn't wasn't in NCAA that that threw the match in the the woods that started this whole forest fire. It, it wasn't them. It was internal. So you've accomplished your mission where you you saved what, $12 million, something like that, because apparently the great University of Tennessee and Jimmy Haslam are just cash-strapped all the time because it's not like they're billionaires or anything. So before I get lost in that, too. But that 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 was your goal. Like, that's what you did to get rid of Pruitt without paying him. You're, you're still – I'd be shocked if we go through this whole thing and some money doesn't go his way. But, you okay, you save money, fine. If that's the way you want to go, I, I didn't really agree with it how you did it because cash shouldn't be an object. But you did it. Pruitt's gone. Now you're just killing your own program and you're killing any kind of momentum that Josh Heupel could be trying to start with a couple commitments, something like that, with this cloud hanging over. Let the NCAA do whatever they want to. Do they – they, they, I think it's the veil has been lifted within the last couple of years that everybody sees that the NCAA, that, I mean, with Will Wade at LSU, hey, how is he still coaching right now? They, they don't fear the NCAA. Schools just don't anymore. Unless you're going to be – unless you're going to be hit with something nearing the death penalty level that we saw at SMU and were threatened Miami – Unless you see something like that, they're just not – it's kind of the NCAA, here's your punishment, okay, whatever. But the university is, is kind of killing theirself right now. They're, they're kind of killing our program. So, that, that's my one thing. It's been going on long enough. Like, if it, if it was conclusive enough to fire your coach, your athletic director, uh, you didn't – fire him I don't guess but kind of told him to go right off in the sunset even though it was midnight when he wrote off what he's done to his legacy now in my opinion but it it just doesn't make any sense if you had enough there to make those moves fire him do all this completely change over that tells me you were kind of deep into the process there you you found some stuff and here we are what a month and a half out from that now late January was 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 Hopple hired late January? Was that around the same time? Uh, yes. Pretty close to it. So you're a month and a half out now. I, I don't understand how these schools and the NCAA always just drag these things on, especially from Tennessee's point of view of it. Because if it were me, I, I would think you would want to get this wrapped up as quickly as you can now that your goal for starting it, you accomplished it. That's, that's my thing there. I've – I don't know. Just get it over with. Say what the punishment is. So now when you walk into a recruit's house, you can say, hey, here's what we got. We got a one-year ban. Um, we can take five less scholarships for the next two years, something like that. Visiting visiting hours are, are limited. Just get it over with. It, knowing the punishment, that that's that's better than just having a cloud hanging over. 
I'll get off my soapbox now. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, regardless of how much we've stunted our own growth as far as, you know, the sanctions that are looming and, you know, everything that's going on with the football program, you know, this this will still be Josh Heupel's, you know, the most talent he's ever had as a head coach um, easily. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited to see what what he can do. Uh, you know, Jalen uh, Hyatt, that's, you know, probably the player I'm looking most forward to seeing in this offense. I think he fits the offense, you know, to a T. And uh, we got, let's see, we, we got enough quarterback talent. You know, we got talent at the running back position. Offensive line, Darnell Wright, Jerome Carvin, you know, uh, Cade Mays, all these guys. And, you know, it's something that you can build off of if you're if you're a head coach. I, I, I really think so. So we're not starting from scratch by any means. And I, I think it's I think it's something that you know you can you can go forward with. We'll see though. We'll see. It's 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 going to be a building process, and I'm trying to be optimistic, but you know it's it's going to be a process. Sorry, muted again. I'll I'll remember to do that one day. But I just yeah, I, I don't think you've got any roster any major roster depletion like you said there I, I still think that I, I haven't changed that I still think this is a talented team um I don't know I, I just I wish everything that's looming around would just go ahead and if Henry T is going to transfer transfer just just do it already like quit at least we know then we we could get a transfer somebody from the transfer portal we can be talking to you can take a walk-on for depth, get a preferred walk-on, something like that, just to give you more bodies on the field. Just I, – I don't know. I mean, we've seen Crouch. He, he's still out there, but we've seen – Yeah, what is the latest on Crouch? He was in that video of the workouts the other day from what I saw, I believe. So, he he's working out with the team. Now, to my knowledge, Henry T. isn't. He's taking classes online. Uh, apparently in California, I, apparently he's not in Knoxville, so I don't know. I mean, everything you read, it seems like it's just a foregone conclusion that he's going to Bama. Now, I, I hope he doesn't, but then, I mean, that picture on his IG story I, I sent to y'all the other day, I, he, he had a Utah sweatshirt on, so who knows? I mean, that, that's closer to his hometown. I'd much rather see him go there than Alabama, that's for sure. But I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, Bama gets everybody anyway. Just go ahead. I, I don't care, man. Go, you'll be in the league next year anyway. You, I doubt you're staying for two years. So, yeah, I think our best position at this point is just to worry about the players that want to be at our school right. and want to be here. Because uh, there, there's you know the Jalen McCullers, the Trayvon Flowers, I, you know. The defense with Tim Banks has has some weapons. And, you know, we've already talked about the offensive weapons that we still have left. And, you know, we're, we're talking about maybe third or fourth in the division. That is a reasonable expectation next year. Uh, and I, I think that's something that can be achieved. And if, you know, if it is, I, I think that puts us a little bit ahead of schedule, honestly. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the investigation, D. Taylor, because I would be really interested to know, and we'll probably never know, how much that comes up in conversation with guys. Like, how much was that a conversation, or how much was that talked about with guys like Ty Simpson? Right. Did, did you know, Ty say, hey, how's that going? You know, what's that like as far as scholarship? Not that that would affect his scholarship by any means, but postseason ban, stuff like that, what are – what are we looking at there? I would like to know how much that's coming up in conversation with these kids and how about it, because it's gotta be something that's, 
you know, uh, on, on their minds because it's being talked. Well, it's not necessarily being talked about as much now, but it's definitely a big cloud, like you said, looming over the program. So I would be very interested to see how much that comes up in conversation and, and see how much that that's playing a, a part in, in kids' minds. I mean, we're, we're still in, you know, top lists of schools for some pretty good kids out there, but yeah. that could just be for show. So, I mean, who knows? That, that's what I've always said about Tennessee, no matter who the coach is. That, that's a good point. The brand alone is going to get you in the door with some guys. Just the history and the tradition, like the brand of it, is going to get you there with a lot of prospects. So, uh, I don't know yet. I, I wonder, like you said, I wonder how much of a factor that is. For, for a Ty Simpson, I don't necessarily know. But back to your point earlier – I don't I, I would be shocked if Sam Horn ends up there. I don't know that he goes to Tennessee, but that, that just seems like such a weird just a weird fit overall for for a guy that wants to play baseball too, especially. So which I mean we we see it all the time. That leads into the next point I'm about to make. We see a lot of guys that come in wanting to play two sports and then I think they realize just how much of a lofty goal that is. I, I think the days of seeing the Bo Jacksons, the Deion Sanders, the, those kind of guys. I, even though I think players are getting more athletic and the medicine is there now to keep players' bodies held up longer, I just don't – I don't think that you'll see that with how much guys are getting paid nowadays. And No, you got to specialize. Like how many times, like, you know, recently, like you named Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, but – that's a, you know, that's a bygone era at this point. And, you know, how many times do you see a two-sport athlete, maybe, you know, besides like a Mike Trout or uh, a McCaffrey or something like that, uh, it's, it doesn't happen very much anymore. It's, it, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's realistic in this day and age, honestly. Yeah. It, well, that leads into the third guy um, just announced yesterday, which – wasn't a surprise to me. It was Caden Martin. I I didn't think we had snowballs chance in hell of landing him anyway, so it wasn't surprising. Plus, I, well, I'll get y'all's thoughts on it. I don't think he ever touches a college football field anyway. I mean, I, I think he's the number one baseball player in the 2022 class in Tennessee, so I, I'd be – it came out, I know it was Trey Wallace that reported it too, that, that he's going to Miami on a baseball scholarship. Right. Now, they reported that as not Trey Wallace, but just kind of the, the reports are out there that that was due to, like, the scholarship numbers. It would be easier for baseball. That's bull crap. I, I can tell you that right now just because college baseball, if you know anything about college baseball, you hear the word scholarship and you think college football and there's just guys on full rides everywhere. College baseball is not that way. I mean, who is it? Elander or Kivett on our coaching staff is technically labeled a volunteer just because college baseball doesn't have the money. Now, sure, you get to a place like Vanderbilt and they have you're able to have a few more guys that are on close to full scholarships. But saying it, from a numbers perspective, like, oh, you know, football, they they had some guys they were looking at, so I'll just do it on baseball. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. One, because I don't buy it just because I don't think he ever plays college football. I'd be very shocked. I could see him maybe going through a spring practice, something like that, if he wanted to, which, honestly, I don't see that because that's during baseball season. And who knows if he even goes to college in general. I mean, if the draft comes calling – for as much money as he's projected that a guy of his talent could make. I mean, without any setbacks, anything like that, who, who knows if by this time next year, he's not in a minor league system already with a, a low A ball team up to anywhere to a double A team, something like that. So I wasn't surprising. I mean, he chose Miami, obviously, if you didn't see. Um, I was a little shocked by that. I thought he was Arizona State bound. I thought that's where he was going. I think it was us, Arizona State, Oregon, Miami, and uh, Kentucky. 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 Yeah. 
It always surprises me because if he was leaning baseball that hard, you would think he would maybe want to stay in the SEC uh, with the way this conference is looking. That's what Vitello said, or what he said about Vitello. He said Tony Vitello never stopped recruiting him. It was uh, it was tough to leave because he liked Tony Vitello, but uh, he said that he just kind of stopped hearing from football. I think a lot of people were like blaming Heupel for that, for what I saw, but. If any whoever whoever got hired as the next head coach, if you all any he had any chance of coming to Tennessee after the whole after what fifty percent of what apparently happened with T. Martin and this coaching staff, if you thought there was any chance he was going to play football at Tennessee, you were crazy. I mean, I just it wasn't going to happen. And for a guy like that that's grown up there, that many ties to Tennessee, and he's kind of been burned. He hasn't been burned, but his dad there. There's kind of some burned bridges there, maybe. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to hate on him going anywhere else, mainly because I never thought – I was shocked we were included in that top five. I mean, he, that, that must tell you he's, he does have a good relationship with Tony Vitello. But, I mean, there was – anybody that thought he was actually coming to Tennessee was crazy. So, it was kind of – I still tuned in just to watch it, but I thought he was Arizona State bound, but he's going to Miami. But, like I said, he – I doubt football's anywhere in his future with what I've seen of him as a baseball player. So that, that's three guys you lose out on. Oh, I'll go two because I'm not even counting the Caden. We'll go two and a half. I'm, I'm not counting Caden Martin into that, but I'll, I'll give you half a person there if you want me to. But I, Sam Horn stings the most to me. I, I don't know that it – remains that way like Murphy said but maybe it was just it was more out of left field the the Ty Simpson like even though it was the night before you, you kind of see it coming you kind of hear the rumbling so like Murphy said I, I if you had to pick one to flip I think Sam Horn were not out of with that to me personally I'd probably I'd probably limit my uh, conversations with Ty Simpson now just because I, I doubt you're going – I think that's a phone call you could be using that time to make somebody else. So, and I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of what we've all said, what the consensus is. I, I'm fine with our quarterback room. But if you've got guys local here like that that grew up wanting to play for Tennessee and you don't get them, I don't care if you've got Peyton freaking Manning back there in the quarterback room. Like, let's still bring him in just in case, like – but let's get him on campus. So that that's that's all I had. I mean, there's there's a few guys top ten list we were put in, like like Murphy said. But I doubt you're gonna see any big recruiting headlines like last spring when there was the big flurry of commitments in March, April, everything like that. I I think that was a good point. I I think we're we're probably gonna be pretty quiet until uh, August, September, something like that. So. I don't know. That that's all recruiting, really. Um, if you haven't seen Valus uh, Jones' uh, YouTube page, go check it out. I know I've I've been keeping up with his vlogs, but it's a it's a cool look into kind of the program, everything like that. Um, that kind of leads me in my last point on football, and then we'll wrap up with baseball. Um, you saw the highlights of Hendon Hooker throwing those footballs to. If you watch that video to Jalen Hyatt, to Valus Jones. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but here recently, it I've kind of been moving to – it makes the most sense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hendon Hooker's the week one starter. Now, you've got a long way to go till then. I don't know that – I don't know that he will be, but I'm, I'm kind of seeing that just from the various pages on Twitter that I follow that – give kind of breakdowns. I know I was watching his highlights the other day. And I think it was it check the tape, I think it's called is one Tennessee page that's out there. Something it's something like that. I may be butchering the name, but I know he he was kind of putting out some breakdowns the other day of what Josh Heupel likes to run, his favorite kind of one to two read sets, keep it simple, stuff like that. You just got to be able to make the read quick. But as far as the reads, they're pretty simple. And there's nothing there. Get out and use your legs. That That's something where a Hendon Hooker or Caden Salter can – and 
I guess a Brian Maurer really going to have advantage. Now, Brian Maurer, uh, that remains to be seen. But I, I'd, I'd say Hendon Hooker, just for that reason, has kind of gained some traction the last couple of days in my mind where you got Murphy. Yeah, I'd be right on board with you because the one thing he's got over Caden is experience in, in an, a collegiate offense. Um, not to say that you can't put it past Caden to, to pass everybody that's in that quarterback room, but I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think Hooker could be your week one starter. Like you said, got a, a ways to go. I, I don't think that you can really count out anybody because going back and looking through some of what the, the staff said, I, I was going through some of the quotes that they had when they had that big media session with the offensive staff. And one thing that stuck out to me that I forgot to mention when we talked about it last time was the way that said they'll take a player and just because he may not fit on the surface in their in their style they'll find ways to highlight their skill sets in the system they won't change the player to fit the system but they'll change the system make alterations there to fit the player and that kind of made me think well okay maybe a Harrison Bailey could this offense because while he isn't the most athletic most mobile one they could find ways to utilize him in the best ways, you know, to highlight what he does well. So I don't think you can count out anybody in this race. It's going to be probably the most intriguing thing going into spring camp and, and throughout this, this whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I could see Hooker being the starter. I, I think I want to see him in some action. I think the orange, orange and white game is going to be fun to watch him hopefully get out there and see if he can throw the ball deep. I think that's one thing for him that's a weak point seen just through watching some highlights, but, but yeah, I, I could see him being the starter for sure. Yeah. My, my main thing is what, what you said there at the end is can he push the ball down the field? And even if he can't being being able to make plays with your legs outside of the pocket. And what I like about him is he's quick in the pocket, like top end speeds important, but when you've got sec defensive ends, come around the corner ready to take your head off you got to be willing to step up in the pocket and the good thing about him is if he steps up there's nothing there go get six yards something like that it's it's not a flashy play but I mean just being honest that going from Josh Dobbs to Garantano that how many plays like that 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 Garantano doesn't step up he takes a sack throws a pick, something like that, where Josh Dobbs would just step up, get what he can, and live to see another play. Not saying now you're going to get up to number five in the country, pack the sta- – well, couldn't pack the stadiums this year, but have that kind of energy around a program. I mean, it, it really does I – don't, I don't think people realize that as much. It really does come down to – a whole season can come down to a few plays like that. I mean, it – started with us in Georgia this year. Then it carried over in Kentucky. And then next thing you know, your coach that just signed a new five-year extension is currently a defensive quality control analyst for the New York Jets. So, I mean, I all because of a few plays. It, it just starts – you've got an internal investigation now. You can't get home state recruits. All because of a few plays, man. It's crazy. It's the – what do they call it? The butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, hey, great minds think alike there. Right. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. It I don't know how I got on Hendon Hooker. I guess it was just seeing oh, it was the vlog. Just seeing him throw that. It it seems like he's kind of building some chemistry already. Um, so not calling a quarterback race. It's it's gonna be interesting, but it kind of comes back to what what the point was that got brought up at the very beginning when Hopple got hired is does the Harrison Bailey really fit this system? And like Murphy said, I think it doesn't really matter. They're going to, whoever they think they have the most confidence in is going to do the best job. They'll, they'll tailor it to them, which. Yeah. But their track record would show that Caden Salter, Hennon Hooker is way more conducive to their style of offense. So. Yeah. Good to know that they'll they have the willingness to change it up a little bit if if needed. That's all I had. Football, um, baseball takes on Georgia State this weekend. Um, 
Georgia State, the record only four and six on the year, but they got two wins over West Virginia, who was number 14 at the time, the opening series. They split that four-game series. Um, they got a win over Vanderbilt. And who was the third team they beat? Ranked um, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, number 10. Yeah. Yeah. So a four and six record, that's kind of deceiving. But I mean, you look, you go look at their schedule. I was looking at it before we hopped on. They opened with four games against number 14, West Virginia. They had a Georgia game in there, a Vanderbilt series, a Georgia Tech series, who's number 10. I think they go to Clemson right after that or right after our game. Then they, they get like Louisiana Monroe, something like that. But what a murderer's row to start the year off with. I mean, my goodness, like that. I don't think you can hate on a four and six record. Now, with our team, I mean, you you might have higher expectations, but with a Georgia State, we better watch out this weekend. Is all I'm saying, like that, you you mess around with them for too long, you'll get beat. Obviously, is what you're saying. I think that's a coaching staff that you know knows their knows their talent and wants to showcase their talent. And I, I you know, I, I think they definitely are going to, you know, be a super challenge for this Tennessee team. I think Tennessee's pitching needs to show up a little more than they have recently. Um, is it uh, is it Cheese Dallas starting or? On Friday, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I'm looking for a very strong start from him. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I think this, the pitching is going to show up after, you know, uh, you know, kind of mediocre week this past week. So, I, I think the pitching is going to show up this week. They've got uh, Dallas on Friday, um, Tidwell Saturday, and then Sunday, who who knows, could be a mix of Elijah Pleasance. Um, Leith's probably not going to be back by then. Um, apparently, his injury was a best-case scenario, though. It, it doesn't seem like he'll miss more than a couple weeks. Um, I didn't see the injury, but apparently it was, it was thought to be kind of serious there at the beginning. But we talked about it just last show. He's he's the one that I think could really step up to the ace this year. So he's out for a little bit. Could be worse, though. Could be in the middle of SEC play when you're trying to make a run. But the Jordan Beck fan club continues to come up big. I, that's, I think that's been the most consistent. I mean, it's been a good start to the year. I've, I've had no complaints, really. I mean, you lose a couple there, but it's baseball. It's what we said before. I mean, you're, you're not you're not going to go perfect throughout the year. And if you do, every player on the team should go to the draft then because your stock can't get any higher, honestly. But even the water boys, try to get promoted to a professional water boy. But I don't know. I mean, it, the, the, to me, I, I haven't been – I think the pitching has been pretty solid here lately. I'd probably go the opposite side of you, Keenan. I'd probably like to see a little bit more out of the lineup here lately, just with the amount of runners left on base. Now, I mean, every team will hit a stretch like that during the season too. So it, it's it's not horrible that we've had that stretch against Austin P and um, some more inferior opponents than a Vanderbilt, where you can't you can't leave ten guys on base then, or your your chances of winning that game deteriorate greatly. So. I think – because weren't all three – I didn't get to watch yesterday, but weren't all three runs off of uh, the freshman that came in? Uh, I can't remember his name. I could see him now. I don't remember his name either, but yeah. Yeah, he came in in the third inning. That's where they uh, – Oh, um, Fitzgibbons. Fitzgibbons, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's supposed to, supposed to be solid for us in the next couple of years. So, he – I think that was, that was his first outing of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I believe so. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he had pitched before that. So it's his first collegiate outing. I mean, it's not like he gave up three grand slams, not like that. It just three runs. So he's got the nerves out, maybe, and you and you still came back to win. I mean, you're playing Austin P too. So it it was a fill in middle of the week game. Even if you lose one like that, you're not really the the sky's falling, anything like that. So I mean it. Mm. Still impressed with this team, but th- this weekend's going to be a big series, um, a big barometer of, of what what this team can do in some adversity in their face. I mean, they've had it a little bit earlier this year, but the, the more you can get of that the earlier in the year, 
especially after being off for a year, whole calendar year, that that's I don't think that could I, I don't think that it would hurt us really to to lose a game this series, maybe to to get some adversity. And now you want them to win every game, but I, I don't think a loss in baseball doesn't equal a loss in football. It a loss in football ruins your season. A loss in baseball or even basketball. Yeah, it, it can be the best thing for you sometimes. So that's all I had on that. Jordan Beck fan club, All-American. We're starting the campaign now. Print the shirts. We'll get D. Scott. Print the shirts. But, I like it. I like it. But that's all I had, really. I can't think of – oh, uh, our boy Big Jim Chaney. He's with the uh, Saints? Saints now. Yeah, offensive yeah. analyst with the Saints. Going back with Drew – was he with Drew Brees at Purdue? Maybe. Could be possible. Anyway, he's with Marquez Callaway. I know that. Um, Shot Tuttle. Mara. He's with some Vols down there for the Saints. So, as an analyst, he's got a lot less responsibilities now. I can see him in front of a TV with a cheeseburger in each hand. So, watch out for Mr. Cheney. He is, he, <laughs> yeah, he's got that poutine and that jambalaya down there now. So, he's happy. There, there's not going to be any weight loss in – Southern Louisiana. I don't think for that anytime soon. Or you'll if you've say, ever been to downtown or downtown New Orleans, could you imagine Jim Cheney walking around in that sort of setting? I they, they better get ready. I know that personally. <laughs> that, that man, uh, yeah, that man was like a jumbo dry. I know that for sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't right. stop until he died down there. So maybe that, maybe that's his ride off in the sunset. I mean, you. He didn't perform well at Tennessee, but with Jeremy Pruitt, what we've heard about um, kind of meddling into other coaches' jobs, I was, how, can you really say how much was him, how much wasn't? So I'm glad we're on to a new offensive scheme. I, I was very happy when uh, it became evident Jim Chaney wasn't coming back one way or another. Um, so not hating on him, but I was getting pretty tired of seeing some wide receiver screens go for uh, – negative two yards and a big hit on our receivers. I, I'd seen about all of them I could stand. So wish him well. Maybe that's his, maybe that's his retirement spot there. Maybe instead of Florida, he's he's going down to Louisiana and he's just going to eat himself to death. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I wish him the best. Yeah, I wish him the best. That that popped in my mind. Um, our linebackers coach, we didn't really – we talked about it a little bit, didn't really cover it. Um, Eckler, yeah, apparently the guy that punched Jeremy Pruitt, so he he's doing the Lord's work out there from what I hear, um, or he's trying to. So if you haven't seen the picture, if you haven't Googled it, Google the picture of him playing college football. It looks terrifying. I know he um, – if I met him in a dark alley, I'd probably just go ahead and crack my own neck so I didn't have to deal with him then. So – who, who knows what he's going to – I mean, he's special teams coach, outside linebackers was his specific title he's been announced, which means our uh, our glorious leader, Kevin Steele, um, was on, on campus for a total of 51 days, and he's going to be making a cool 350 grand over the next two years if no kind of negotiation is settled. Uh, We're in the wrong business, boys. Yeah, that's just a big fat middle finger from our friend uh, Phil, Uncle Uncle Phil, Grandpa Phil. So I don't know. I mean, he's under contract. I've stated my feelings on it before. I'd go stick him in a dark room somewhere and lock the door and uh, just tell him to watch some film, something like that. I tell him. I got a job for him. Uh, tell him come in the facility every night, every early morning, about 1.32 in the morning, and just call Nick Saban on the phone. Just call him one time, wake him up, get him irritable. Maybe he'll be more angry with his players then. He'll have guys transfer out because he's he's just being a jerk to them. Make him do something. I, I don't I don't understand the fact of we've just accepted we're going to pay him to do nothing. And, oh, well, tough luck. Like, he's under contract. Tell him to fill the vending machines. I, I I don't know. Make sure every player's socks match. Something. I just do something. Like I, you, you're gonna. It's like the Dwight Schrute, the Office episode. They uh, 
D Scott's not in here. I got him hooked on the office, but they they hire they hire a stripper for Michael's uh one of Michael's party. They end the party early, so they keep her in the office and say he says we've hired you for two hours work and we're gonna get it. So they have her filing <laughs> paper after that. So that's kind of my feelings on it. I was gonna make that a meme the other day and I, I that reminded me I should I should still do that. But do that, yeah. That's my feelings on it. I just do something like I, I don't know, but he's not coaching from what we've seen so far. That the Eckler hire kind of eliminated any chance of that. Eckler's a fiery dude. Um, I mean, every picture you see of him, nearly he's on the sideline jumping with a 40 inch vertical in the air. So put some pads on him at the very least, throw him out there on the kickoff team and light somebody up. And that, that's a decent start to the game. So I don't know. I mean, your staff's done now. Um, it's complete. You've got every position. Now it's get players, win games. Actually, win games, get players from what we've the order we've discussed tonight. So the initial staff's done. Um, that's all I can think of. I, I don't have anything else, boys. If I, I could say one thing about the yeah. baseball team, they kind of, and I know this is pretty lofty, but they kind of remind me of the Braves in the sense of they could play so bad for four or five innings. And then those last few, like they'll go just go on little stretches. Yeah. They just know how to win games. That's the best way to put it. That it just reminds me of the Braves from the last three years. And it's resulted in what three straight NL East championships. Yeah. Maybe it'll result in a SEC championship for Tennessee. Who knows? An MVP, uh almost World Series appearance. So I'll tell you if if our team winds up like the Braves, I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I'd be a little disappointed with the end of season result but that's every Tennessee sport so it just fall right in the line <laughs> I will give right before we hop off uh our boy Sawyer has started his own podcast I'll let him plug it real quick before we hop off here tell the folks tell the folks about your uh opportunity there Sawyer oh uh, yeah so I'm a I'm a senior at down at UNA University of North Alabama and uh this semester I'm in a podcasting class and uh We've had to make our own podcast. Mine's called Sawyer Talk Sports. It's literally, I mean, it, it, it's what it sounds like. I just, the first episode, it was just me kind of talking about uh, my story, my playing days. I plan on interviewing uh, several different people. Some, uh, one one guy's uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever step foot in the state of Tennessee. Uh, a few guys that played professional baseball. Um it should be interesting, a good time, a good listen. So, uh, like, it's called Sawyer Talk Sports. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, just about anywhere, really. If you find, if you search it, you'll find it. I'd appreciate it, too. Yes, sir. I like it. Sawyer Talk Sports. It rolls off the tongue easy. It's yeah. <laughs> easy to remember. Is it? Is it – I haven't listened to the first one yet. I'm actually – I'm actually going to listen to it when I leave MTSU here in a minute because I got an hour and 15 minutes of straight driving. Is it just you on it right now? You're you're like the sole host, or is there anybody you do it with? Uh, it's just I'm the only host, and uh, I just plan on interviewing, you know, one person each week or yes. whenever we have to publish the episode for the class. I think the next one's due, like, uh, the 16th of this month. But I want to try to get, you know, go ahead and get four or five guys or girls lined up and get them done and then see see how it goes. And if it goes well, then try to branch off of it and keep it going. I love it. I love it. Y'all go listen to Sawyer Talk Sports on every platform. Um, That's all I've got. Nobody else got anything. Then, guys, that's been episode 10. Episode double digits now. We should have done a celebration tonight. I don't know what we would have done, but. We're going to eat the W. Yeah, we're gonna eat those. Yeah, yeah, James. We'll go out, we'll go out Jameis Winston style on this one. But that's that's been episode ten, guys. Thanks for checking in with us, and we'll see y'all next week. Hey, go Grizzlies! Take it easy, boys.